0: One of the worst outbreaks in U.S. history happened this year. Guess what it was? What? It
1: was lettuce. Gotcha. How many people die from heart disease from fucking cows?
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, Eli, I I know we're going to get into it, but I want to... <laughs> okay. wanna... Go ahead, lay the like, groundwork. I need you to just, just take a deep breath. <laughs> just chill out for a
1: second. Welcome to the ketchup. Introducing your hosts. Eli Averson editor and jeffrey kundik ceo
2: and apparently the only guy who takes this podcast seriously of the craziest most bestest news breaking food porn pedaling viral website on the dot coms food Feast. it's crazy when your future is decided by an algorithm Dude, this pizza is fucking crazy. There's not, not one person in this entire world that believes you.
1: All right. And welcome to the catch-up.
2: Welcome into the podcast, Food Beast fam. Man, do we got a doozy mm-hmm. for you today. Mm-hmm. With the November midterms in full swing, it's time for the catch-up to have our own debate. To my right, we have Constantine Spyrou, aka Costa, prolific staff writer of Food Beast, and currently finalizing his <laughs> master's in food science at Chapman University. He's the author of the recent article, Why Lettuce Should Be Eradicated from the Face of the Earth. <laughs> available on foodbeast.com. <laughs> and the current editorial champ, Costa, welcome to the catch up.
0: Excited to be here. Don't get comfortable on that seat, Costa.
2: All right, all right. <laughs> to my left, our stalwart co-host, Eli A. Ruth, who's hated Costa's article premise from the moment it was mentioned Trash. in our editorial meeting. <laughs> Being both fiery in words and emotion Dumpster about fire. lettuce's solid and forever standing as what I believe he thinks a role player and essential side piece to various types of cuisines. Fast food. And I'm here... Jeffrey Kunig as your moderator, who stands boldly in the middle of both stances, here to be swayed by your arguments, guys. Let's do it. Do you want? I'll let you take the first
0: punch.
1: Costa, this isn't how it's going to work.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was thinking last night, I was like, man, Costa's article one is whack. And then I was like, I should probably. I'm going to. I got home early. I was like, I'm going to. I'm going to prep for this podcast where I'm going to discuss with Costa. I'm going to verbally altercate with Costa about how lettuce should be saved from the planet. I didn't know I'd have to make that fucking <laughs> <laughs> argument to anyone.
0: Okay. Do you want to know how this all came out, though? Yeah, that'd yeah be, go that'd ahead. Be good let's, get to yeah, let's, let's get to the origin. Let's get to the origin. origin.
1: I'm talking to the mic, playboy. All
0: right. So <laughs> Izzy and I were just talking a couple of weeks ago about Chipotle because Chipotle is always in the news for stuff and... We both have been to Chipotle, and <laughs> what a hero! At <laughs> <laughs> a mundane, um, and we were just talking about how we both just hate getting lettuce on top of the bowls. We're like, why do they put such a heaping snowball on top? It's like lettuce doesn't add anything to the meal. And Izzy was with me on that, and you know that conversation just kind of devolved into why do we even have lettuce on anything? Like on burgers it sucks on tacos it sucks (laughs) and as a
1: scientist (laughs) how does that math work this sucks at Chipotle it must suck everywhere what's one thing that you love Costa just name it one thing that I love yeah one what curries curry it doesn't even have to be an edible thing I just want to know one thing that you love curry yeah or sports or things like that okay I think baseball sucks. Do I think Does that mean all sports suck? No. I think curry is amazing, but if I have a shitty curry somewhere, does that make all curry trash? No. Okay, so go ahead and continue.
0: So, anyway, this just got me just, like, thinking, almost as, like, an aside or as a joke, like, we should just get rid of all lettuce.
2: And, okay, so, and I think for context, too, when, when it was brought up in an editorial meeting that I happened to be in... I was excited about this mainly because I knew how polarizing this piece would be, right? And that's something for our audience when even like we have opinion pieces on foodbeast.com and that doesn't mean the entire editorial body of Food Beast agrees with our author. Similarly, it's just a polarizing piece coming from you. Now did did you elevate that stance in your piece, or do you actually feel this passionate about lettuce that if they, if it was eradicated to, today that you would have no remorse, not only for yourself, but for anyone who enjoyed lettuce, you'd be like, you're better off without oh, it. Oh,
0: I want to hear the answer to this. If lettuce was gone today, I would totally be chill with it.
2: What? Would you say you would be happy about it?
0: I honestly, like, I wouldn't be like elated, but I would just be like, okay, cool. That's like one less thing I hate.
1: <laughs> I wanted to know when, when you first brought this uh, vitriolic, problematic stance to the editorial meeting before you wrote this piece, I just, I wanted to be educated. I was like, maybe, maybe lettuce is bad for me. Maybe I don't know. And the smartest person in our office with the most education, Costa.
2: Which is absolutely Costa
1: is going to tell me something I don't know about lettuce. So, I'd love... Your piece is great in terms of uh, how you tried, but in terms of what it achieved, not so much. Uh, But feel free. Give a little synopsis as to why lettuce does suck.
0: Okay. So, for me, it's three different points. First one... (laughs) Eli already fell asleep here. Let me just, like, get into, like, the... Three, like, key things. Okay. One, it just adds no textural enjoyment or value.
2: <laughs> okay, oh, completely. you're going to lead with no text. That's okay. the one that's, you're going to start that's with. That's interesting. Tell okay. me lettuce is
1: going to kill me. Not that it doesn't <laughs> fucking feel amazing between your teeth when you crunch through fucking water right, gotta- that has miraculously turned into a leaf player it felt it's coming from the earth it does it looks like a flower yo,
2: yo, go ahead continue like let him get through it man we have got a long podcast
0: let him get through three bullet points Dog, if lettuce is a flower it's the ugly duckling of flowers let me tell you
1: <laughs> i'm gonna but, let you finish bro <laughs> anyway it
0: just <laughs> moving on from that okay texture and yes it literally can kill you at this point dude's so many food safety issues with lettuce. Like, one of the worst outbreaks in U.S. history happened this year. Guess what it was? What? It was lettuce. Gotcha. How many
1: people die from heart disease from fucking cows?
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, Eli, I, <laughs> I know we're going to get into it, but I want to... <laughs> <Okay. I wanna, laughs> go, go ahead, lay the <laughs> like, groundwork. Need you to just, just take a deep breath. <laughs> just chill out for a second. We, I want people to understand this podcast. <laughs> I'm okay, over here so, trying to, like... ignite so... so And I'm going to take place as the person listening, like moderator slash average person, Jeff over here. So, number one, you think it's textually irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Number two is you think it's dangerous because of the, whether it's E. coli, whether it's various contaminations.
0: There's just no good way to it. There's tons of recalls.
2: And your your safety is somewhat at risk just because of how many uh, how many contaminations we've had, especially recently, but in general, that's two, right? You have a third.
0: Yeah, third for me is it just is a resource guzzler. It uses up so much stuff in terms of water and space and things like that, and for such little nutritional value. Like we get so little out of lettuce, but it takes up so much of what we use. Why can't we? put our resources into making better vegetables
2: so i i feel like if you're open to this i feel like we should break down those points kind of one by one because i think there are counterpoints for each one i think there are examples of each bullet point that we can talk about (laughs) further especially with i don't know what makes lettuce so susceptible to contamination and maybe we should start there because I think so i like that because i honestly all i know is we cover it a lot we'll say hey trader joe's recalling this we'll say costco recalling this we'll say fast food contamination you know i mean i remember recently when a majority felt like a fast food chain's eliminated lettuce and salads for a while because they couldn't even they didn't even know if they were having contaminated product there was such a big outbreak so salads were gone from chipotle from del taco because no one could trust their sourcing costa if you could tell me a little bit more about what makes lettuce so susceptible it's very fresh so
0: we're literally taking it out of the ground and it's in stores within a couple of days usually but the other big thing with it is that there's no really good way to treat lettuce as of right now as a fresh cut vegetable so it's growing in the dirt the dirt is home to a ton of these microbes e coli you know salmonella the parasite that got into the mcdonald's salads what have you and with the spread of you know all of the cow farms that are often nearby, it's very easy for stuff from them, especially those e. coli that often make the news, the dangerous ones, to get into that soil and get into the lettuce. So you have that. then it goes to these production plants and wait before we go into you the can't production, wash it
2: before we go into the production plants, because there's also been con- human contamination, right? So yeah, not just the microbes in the dirt. But whoever the people are picking the lettuce, whether that's not having the right sanitary facilities, but that's a, that's been a factor, right? And that I'm assuming was one of the factors for norovirus and factors for, I don't know which is which and what affects who, but yeah,
0: nor- that'll definitely be for norovirus. There's a couple of others, not E. coli a little bit. Yeah. Salmonella that's going to be more from like birds that fly overhead and their droppings get into the lettuce kind
1: of thing. But you're like Toby from The Office. (laughs) (laughs) Can you walk me through? This is a legit question. Walk me through why we can't just rinse lettuce better. Like we we can't. You say it's really. um, The way you're making it sound is it's damn near impossible to treat. And why I don't. I'm not quickly going to just jump to disagree is because people have gotten sick and a lot of them it is tied to the lettuce um, i th- also think at every every great thing comes at a price and if a few people got sick like there's there, people are still trying they want to eat it because it's good for some reason which we'll get into but why is it so hard to clean it's
0: just because there's so much like dirt and bacteria to get on it but also because oftentimes the treatment they use isn't strong enough to kill everything so FDA, when you say treatment, break that down. Yeah, what is and, that? Yeah. So the FDA has certain levels of certain things that you can use to treat, you know, basically everything to make it safer. When it comes to lettuce, the key thing that's used is a chlorine wash. And there's like a specific level, like 20 parts per million or something like that, that you can't go past when it comes to using that chlorine wash.
2: And that's because chlorine is bad for humans, right? Yeah.
0: Chlorine can cause toxic issues for humans. That's why even in chlorinated pools, it's not that high of a level. But you still want to wash off afterward and get the chlorine off of you.
2: And so you're basically saying that the treatment that's currently used to process lettuce and or other foods, yes, it's using a bit of chlorine, but that's not going to stop certain instances of microbial contamination E. coli noro so essentially it's a bare minimum of what can happen but at this point in time it's not enough
0: right if there's more than what you're usually expecting to see on lettuce then it's just not all gonna get killed off and that's when you're going to see the huge outbreak issues especially with something like E. coli because it goes through this rinse it gets spun dried and then it goes off to the packing machines
1: Okay, and that's how, like, general fast food restaurants might end up receiving their
2: lettuce that they're getting.
1: Yeah,
0: you'll also see that likely from, like, lettuce salad kits and packaged mm. pre-chopped lettuce, things like that.
2: And I know you're not a specific lettuce expert, and we're basically treating you as one. So feel free to... You don't know,
1: you, you don't know. D- if
2: you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, for sure. But, for example, if I have contaminated lettuce that I bought from a store... I obviously don't know it was contaminated. Washing it off in water Doesn't would do it. would would that help? Does it put, does it put me in a situation where I could avoid it entirely? When we're talking about contaminated lettuce, am I screwed if I get it and eat it from the get go? Because there's nothing or, I
1: can do. Do I might as well just eat it when I get it? I mean, it from there's the
0: always a chance that even if it is contaminated, you may not get sick depending on How much of it you ingest, can your body kill it off on its own? There's a lot of different variables and factors that go in. If you wash it, it could help get some that maybe is on like clumps of dirt and stuff like that off. But honestly, you're also just getting that bacteria everywhere because water travels in a huge radius when washing things. Now,
1: why is it that lettuce is so susceptible to that and not like a Cucumbers. tomato or a yeah. cucumber? Is it because like a lettuce is such a beautiful plant that <laughs> it's such a beautiful vegetable with a lot of nooks and crannies and beautiful curves and stuff that it's hard to kind of get all of that out. If you tried where a tomato, which is frankly somewhat inferior, but I'm not judging cause I love all vegetables. <laughs> unlike some people on this fucking pod. Uh, Is it easy because like a tomato, you understand how you wash it, right? Like it's just a little ball and you wash it and you scrub everything off. There's not a cranny you could miss unless you're an idiot. Is that part of it? Part of
0: it because you can definitely like all the different leaves. There's a lot of easy to get stuff in there. Mm -hmm. The fact that tomatoes and cucumbers grow up above the ground, whereas lettuce is on the ground can play a factor into it. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of different things to consider for every single different vegetable.
2: Is part of it not having a skin? And does the skin (laughs) of vegetables, because you're able to have some sort of membrane that is easily washable versus it maybe, I don't know if things, I I would imagine it's harder for microbes or whatever we're talking about to contaminate it because of the skin. Is that also a a, factor?
0: That's a tougher question to answer. It's still kind of dependent on what the skin is and how hard it is, how thick it is, things like that.
1: But you don't want to eradicate kale, do you? Eradicate kale?
0: Yeah. No, kale has a lot of good stuff inside of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So but that's the so but, but like, how <clears throat> does kale grow differently than the lettuce, the beautiful iceberg lettuce that comes from obviously the glaciers of Antarctica, their seeds, obviously, and then they get uh, planted here in California? Mm-hmm, that's how lettuce is grown. Okay. Basically. Just wanted to confirm. But what's the difference between like kale and an iceberg lettuce and how they grow? Kale doesn't kale grows more in bunches.
0: So but it's out easier of to like separate and wash. Lettuce grows more in
1: like a clump or a ball, so or to speak. Or a flower. Or <laughs> sure. I'm just trying to understand outside outside of the nutrients side cuz one of my main through lines of my conversation right now is that I don't give a shit about the nutrients. Let's just imagine that's my baseline. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not why I'm eating it. I'm not eating my Sour Patch Kids because I love the nutrients of it. No, you're I eating love it because you enjoy it. I love the gummy. I love everything. I love lettuce for that reason. And it's made a lot of the foods that I've grown up on incredibly satiating and delicious and crunchy and juicy and provided me moisture, which we'll get to. But how is kale and lettuce? Different from how they're grown and how they're less susceptible because the bunch thing doesn't really make a ton of sense. Because I've seen kale, I know it's like kind of on a. I don't branch. know if there's
2: going to be too much more to describe, but with what I understand and have seen of kale, you it's a bit easier separated, so you can wash more of the bunch easier versus when you have iceberg lettuce that's been sitting in the ground there's like the, in, there's the exterior of lettuce, but the whole thing's been growing from the ground. Right? So again, mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll be able to explain it anymore, but I would imagine, which probably shifts into your second bullet point that you love kale because of the nutritional value. So even if it is susceptible in the same way, like iceberg lettuce is, kale brings a nutritional value, that is why you can treat it separately from your three point thesis.
0: That's the reason why kale is so popular. Kale is like that superfood kind of thing that's rich in all of these different things. Like it's good for folic acid, it's good for a lot of different vitamins and minerals, things like calcium, potassium what have
1: you so i I can't argue the nutritional point like that whole second point like if nutrition is nutrition i don't know i don't know anything about lettuce other than like i like the way it tastes and the way it feels in my mouth i understand that my general understanding is that like the darker the leaf of lettuce like vegetables like the better it is or like the more color to it it is and you're nodding your head so i'm assuming that's vaguely correct but for me if you put kale In my BLT, I'm not coming back to your restaurant. (laughs) Like, I have this rule of thumb, whenever I see a club sandwich on a menu, even if I've ordered another entree or wanted another entree, I have to order it. I love the way that bread comes together with crisp iceberg lettuce, hits the bacon, hits whatever meat, the turkey on it. I just love the way it comes together. And I can't imagine even like a mixed green thing from Costco, I would hate that lettuce on My sandwich. Now, I'm not... I'm not here to die. I'm not going to go to the burner and die off the cliff for all lettuce, right? I don't think any one plant should be eradicated unless it's hurting people. Your argument is that it's hurting some people. It is what it is. I think meat hurts people. Everything hurts someone and too much. If you eat enough of your cucumbers, you are going to die of overhydration.
0: I think that (laughs) jumps just further to like my final point, but we'll come back to that where lettuce hurts the planet as well, but... Like talking about like the texture and the crunch thing, like I get why you enjoy the BLT. I think BLT is one of the few like uses lettuce may have, if any. And I could easily replace the lettuce in that with arugula or something else. That's your opinion, bro. You cannot. Well, because
2: here, well, here, here's the thing. How much does nostalgia play into your argument, Eli? Because if you didn't grow up on club sandwiches and you never had a club sandwich in your life. Uh, and you didn't grow grow up with whatever other lettuce uses it use usages. Mm-hmm. So let me jump into this
0: really fast. The basis of Eli's argument when we had this first editorial meeting literally was del taco and in and out. It was literally the lettuce on top of tacos and the lettuce inside of in and out burgers, which is something he enjoys and something I absolutely hate. So well, that's the periphery, which here- also
2: plays into the nostalgia factor because sure. we, for people who listen to this podcast, Eli and I are big fans of in and out and del taco. we've talked we've had dedicated po- podcasts on different subject matters. so that 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 goes back to my question, right? which is if you eliminate the nostalgia of the foods that you ate growing up, do you think Eli two point is still stoked on all the lettuce from a from a texture standpoint? or is nostalgia playing a huge part of that role because you have, 25 years give or take of eating certain things in a certain
1: way here's my thing even pre-nostalgia lettuce naturally occurred from our earth to be perfect for cuisine absolutely perfect here's why part of your argument costa was saying that like lettuce is easily replaceable because like i can make just as dope a salad with cucumber okay no second thing If in a sandwich, lettuce came out of the earth and perfectly creates slices, when you shred iceberg lettuce, or even before, if you want to unleaf a beautiful thing of iceberg lettuce, it's in slices already. No other fruit or vegetable comes in sliced format. If you ate a cucumber in a sandwich the way it came out of the earth, you'd just be (laughs) chomping on a cylinder. But lettuce already comes And perfectly packed Crispy water (laughs) Right there Like yes Nostalgia plays a part Yes I was eating When I went to My fast food places Growing up My main source of Quote unquote Nutrition Or my main source Of Vegetable came from The lettuce When I had like this really rich burger, I looked forward to the lettuce because it was what was cleansing my palate. It was was adding the the juice and the cleanse. Like, yeah, I had tomato. That might have been wilted, but I'm not going to knock on that because everything can be prepped really beautifully. It can be prepped really awfully. Trust me, I've spit out my fair share of disgusting wilted lettuce, but I've also like really enjoyed the best beautiful crunch of a well-raised like head of iceberg. So I think in a lot of, not just my... Direct culture, but other cultures like lettuce is an impeccable thing cabbage is an incredible thing that like perfectly it's such a beautiful wrap of things a lot of like Actual cuisine outside of like our health culture of creating wraps from lettuce that side is kind of bullshit But the idea that like cabbage rolls stuffed with rice and steamed is something I've seen across multiple cultures and lettuce is perfectly apt to do that and be a part of that culture
0: Lettuce disintegrates more than cabbage dough, so let's differentiate the two. I'm a fan of cabbage, and I think cabbage can do a lot of similar things, but like, you cannot make lettuce rolls the way that you can make a cabbage roll.
1: You ever had tabbouleh using lettuce as the bread? That's how they
0: eat it over there. Dude, it's parsley. What? Come
1: on. I always used parsley as like... The you use parsley me. to scoop up other tabbouleh? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, I see what you're saying. As the bread. You use lettuce as the bread. You use that as the scooping mechanism. No, because it, it, it also is an amazing thing that it can be a spoon.
2: Okay. I want to chime in here because... <clears throat> do you... Eli, do you actually like lettuce as the taste for what it is? Because... Again, sitting, I sit in the middle between you two, and I do not want it eradicated from the earth, and I think there are key moments where I want it for my own personal health reasons and otherwise. But for me, if I'm just looking at lettuce as lettuce, when I eat a salad, I need dressing. Mm -hmm. And I need... If lettuce is in a burger i like it because there's salt and fat and sauce right but lettuce itself when you eliminate it from the burger or from the del taco do i miss it sure i guess maybe because that's how i had it but i'm not missing any flavor sure and so i think that's where i'm kind of curious because earlier in the pod you mentioned like i like the taste of lettuce how much do you like the taste of lettuce itself or is it just more of a a practical vessel for other foods that you enjoy?
1: Yeah, I'd be lying if I said i bit into iceberg lettuce without anything or if I just sat at home by my room and, and <laughs> just ate out of a bag of mixed greens. Like I don't do that shit. Just the same way like I wouldn't eat a tomato by itself. I wouldn't eat an onion by, by itself. But if you told me tomorrow you want to eradicate the world of onions, like we would – our friendship would be – On very thin ice like I you know what I mean like so to answer your question Jeff like no I'm not eating lettuce I don't think it's particularly tasty on its own I think it provides some sort of satiation like if I see a a batch of it I might like strip a little bit off but that's the extent of it not in a sandwich not in a salad I'm of the breed I enjoy a wedge salad I enjoy the The 3D tangibility of kind of breaking it off. I love the way either a blue cheese or a ranch kind of drizzles upon like a half wedge of it. I love blue cheese crumbles. I love bacon that comes with it. Like, yeah, I enjoy that part. That might be an unnecessarily hot take because I just know a lot of people fucking hate wedge salads. Yeah, wedge salads are trash. (laughs) But I love it. Even like grilling spears of lettuce and just drizzling a little bit of like, I can't imagine a world where that doesn't exist and you've kind of painted this awful C-list movie example of how a world could exist without lettuce, and I don't I don't like
0: Let it. Let me make you a real Greek salad, and then you can talk about lettuce. Let me tell you, like, okay, first of all— What goes in a real Greek salad? No lettuce. If okay. you see a Greek salad at a restaurant that has lettuce— Flip the table over? No, run away as fast <laughs> as humanly really possible. That place is like tripping.
2: Which we should say, Costa, you're Greek. So mm-hmm. that's going to play into the factor of you're recommending a Greek salad. You've had tons of Greek salads. You know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm Greek and I'm Chinese. And the fact is, those cultures really don't grow up with a lot of lettuce. Like, cucumber is the huge thing in Greece. And that's what we use as the basis for our salads. And, you know, it goes with a whole bunch of things. And it's one of the key ingredients to tzatziki. If you're using, like, if you're swapping that
1: out for lettuce at any single point, like, you're not doing it right. No one's asking you to swap out your tzatziki sauce with lettuce instead of the cucumber. I agree with you. It's delicious. But just because one culture doesn't use it doesn't mean another one doesn't use it to the nth, right? Like, it's a Mm -hmm. big part of American culture. It's a big part of other Middle Eastern cultures. It's part of other cultures as well.
2: And you mentioned China, and I think that's a good point to bring up, which is... Are we talking about iceberg alone? Are we... we we've we we've said that we're not talking about cabbage. So I know we're not talking mm-hmm. about that. No, but
0: this is iceberg, baby, jam, romaine, butter. The only one that gets a pass is Fursay because say, cause for say actually has flavor. All the other ones. All the other ones. So we're go.
2: talking about most of the lettuce people know. We're not just talking about iceberg because iceberg... Is just the tip. Iceberg is of. just no,
3: no, just, no. We are not.
0: We are not getting into lettuce puns. I have heard too many of those, and said too many of those in the past week. I apologize to everyone in the office for all the lettuce jokes. But no. So uh, you're
2: you're taking a stance pretty much lettuce as a whole, which is a harder argument for me because iceberg. I understand. I iceberg i can definitely understand and again if it got eliminated from some key foods the ones we've talked about the chicken soft from del taco the classic americana salad and in n out i'm not crying over it do i miss it probably but i i don't really care but 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 then if you eliminate all lettuce and, and maybe i'll speak personally for a second But I eat about six or seven salads a week in order to balance out all of the other bullshit I eat. And as much as I'm never specifically stoked to be, yeah, it's lunchtime salad, it helps me because I'm able to balance, I'm able to also eat extravagantly other nights of the week, during the weekend, whatever, because I'm... Hopefully saving some calories, saving some fat, saving some cholesterol. And and it's fine. And that, uh, again, sitting in the middle, like it's fine. And I don't want it to leave because that might limit me to um, am I doing more prepared vegetables that takes even longer than salad preparation. The preparation for a salad for me every week is, is pretty easy and allows me to kind of have that balance. Oh. Here's the thing.
0: I think lettuce is such a huge part of American culture just because it's been there. What if we took lettuce and replaced it with other vegetables and made it popular? That's like the huge trendy thing right now with burgers, anyway, is to not use lettuce and use another vegetable. Like, let's put arugula in a burger. Let's put a bell pepper in a burger. Let's put, you know, spinach in a burger. And when it comes to salads, you can use a whole bunch of out of bases and easily mix them up. One of my favorite salads is actually like a lentil and cucumber base, or like a shredded carrot base, or a cabbage base, slaws. I love coleslaws.
2: And you're basically saying all of those are upgrades to whatever you can get and are similar preparation value, similar calorie savings, all that.
0: Exactly, especially when you have that vegetable base so you have something that provides an extra hit of just also flavor, you're getting texture, you're getting added nutrition, you're getting all of these things from all of these vegetables that aren't lettuce. just better. And cabbage is not a lettuce. Cabbage is not a lettuce. They're entirely different vegetables. Okay,
2: tell me how they're different. I mean, uh, again, and I, I'm, I'm I leaning know. on you as the expert, and I'm, that wasn't a criticism of like, just tell me how they're different, Costa. No. It was, oh, but how are they different? Because to me, <laughs> when... <laughs> <laughs> My e- log- just, right because to brutal. me, when I buy napa cabbage and i buy iceberg sometimes i mix them up and i'm and i buy one instead of the other and i go oh fuck i bought cabbage what i mean they look
0: very similar but they're entirely different species
2: sure i get that so what are the differences if you know of any from how either how they're used how they uh are work when you cook them in different ways Mm -hmm. they're nutritional value anything
0: cabbage is going to have a higher nutritional value mainly because you can get it in tons of different colors outside of just your standard green there's purple white each of those was going to have different coloring agents which has different antioxidants these are natural ones things like that also cabbage has a better resistance to heat it's not going to just completely shrivel up and wilt that's why it can stand up and exist in stews and sautés and It can be steamed and it can go into cabbage rolls and a whole bunch of other different things. That's like a huge difference from a textural and just from like a structure standpoint.
1: Yeah, no one's telling you to heat up lettuce though. I love lettuce. I
0: mean, you were just talking about grilling (laughs) lettuce. So you 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 can grill. You can char lettuce. You You can can char lettuce lettuce.
1: and and it has a nice consistency and a nice taste to it. I just just, have such a hard time wrapping around how it's not worth keeping lettuce around for the folks that do enjoy it, which is what's so problematic about the articles, articles and the arguments that you made is that they pick the nth degree just to pick the nth degree. We're like, I know you generally are like, you also wouldn't care the other way. If lettuce was still around, you're just making noise to make noise, which I get it. We're on the same team, but at the same time, it's not, there hasn't been a clear enough argument that enough people are hurt by lettuce, that it should no longer be on this planet. So
0: let's talk about how lettuce hurts the planet, because it
1: actually <sighs> it actually does, and because it is... like is it worse? Give me don't tell me numbers. Tell me how it affects compared to something else that we're known for, like coals, like fucking mining for coals. How bad is it compared to that?
2: Or also give us numbers because I want to hear them okay. as well. It's worse than
0: it's worse than making bacon. Let's put it that way. Worse than producing bacon. Okay, so, give me and a
2: when cows. you say making bacon and making lettuce, you're talking about the cultivation of essentially pigs around the planet to have the source material for bacon to be served across the world. Yeah. So, when you say lettuce is worse than bacon, you're saying that the amount of resources it takes to feed one billion pigs or whatever that number is plus all of the methane gas being entered into the atmosphere from those one million pigs. It's worse than it's that. It's worse than that.
0: Like pound to pound, yes. And that's because lettuce requires an extensive amount of water to be grown. It requires an extensive amount of space to be grown. But it also requires an extensive extensive amount of energy to harvest to transport and to break down
2: and so in that harvesting in that transport you're that's relation to fossil fuels that are being used to cultivate that product yeah and i mean hand picking lettuce usually doesn't
0: happen anymore just at the scale that we grow it at you can't have like a whole bunch of farmers out there picking lettuce and with the way that farmers and those jobs in that area are right now, which is there's a desperate need for it and no one's filling it, companies are turning to automation and machines and these things that do emit fossil fuels to harvest their lettuce.
1: Are strawberries good for you? Strawberries are amazing for you. So there's a high cut. Co- what I'm trying to understand on your side of the argument, which I'm coming to, is that some of these fruits and vegetables have more... Of a positive outcome and have more net gain in consuming than lettuce. Even though they might contain the same risk tolerance for getting sick. Because strawberries seem like pretty hard to clean. It seems like there's a lot of like little things that get left in the leaves in between. I, You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm kind of understanding that. But there's a lot more net gain by eating a strawberry. Yeah. There's some strawberry, nutrients in it. It's yeah. sweet. It actually has a body. You can eat. You obviously eat strawberries by themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to understand that side of the coin but i'm I, I can't imagine a world where my perfect burger at in n out no longer has the option of lettuce i know a lot of people don't even eat lettuce on their in n out burger but it's such a perfect amalgamation why is it perfect to you perfect. in in that setting and
2: then also in other food settings sure if there are differences and why lettuce is perfect to you
1: lettuce is perfect to me in the confines of an In-N-Out burger because an In-N-Out burger hits so many both structural and taste tones in one bite. You have a crispy, soft bun. You have crispy lettuce that I can't imagine is recreatable with any other vegetable. With the thinness of the individual lettuce slice, with the density of actual water, even, again, if there's not a single nutrient in that lettuce, that's not the argument I'm making. Then you have a delicious slice of tomato, you have an onion, grilled or ungrilled, delicious at in and out, a perfectly smashed uh fried patty, the spread, and that all comes together perfectly. I get all those different textures. I can't get that lettuce texture back from any of the vegetables that you mentioned as an alternate. I simply can't. And,
2: and I, I do think to and to your point, I know you're gonna jump in, Costa, but to your point. All of the things that I'm replacing lettuce with in an in and out burger, I agree with you that the texture won't be the same. Cabbage wouldn't be the same. Arugula would make the burger drastically different because of those mustard spicy notes that comes with arugula. So yeah, I don't know I don't know how you'd be be able to replace that. Pickles. Yeah, but well, that's pickles not, are delicious too. They're pick, on there p- too. Pickles are great too, and that that's I, but, I love pickles, but that still doesn't replace that texture component and is that the same reason why you love a chicken soft at del taco correct because of even though it's not uh, a thin leaf layer it's still shredded and gives you a similar texture value exactly yeah. so for me at
0: del taco I would rather have cabbage when I go to Del taco the fish tacos with the shredded cabbage on top is fire. When I go to In and Out, I don't need the lettuce to have that textural experience. I'm getting it from pickle. I'm getting it from tomato. I'm getting it from onion. And the lettuce is just obtrusive. And well, is that the word intrusive? At that point, because it just is sticking out, and you know, it in
2: it, it impedes that perfect bite. So, are there any other situations for you where you like Eli? You like lettuce because it adds moisture to a specific situation. Uh and because we haven't really mentioned it yet on the pod, but at the very least with iceberg, we're talking about 95% water content, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to it what it will be is it's limited in cooking because unless you want a bunch of water in your cooking, there really is no unless you're on an open grill, the water can drain out, you can char it kind of makes sense every other cooking practice you're pretty much using it fresh so is there a situation that you like it for its moisture specifically one of my
1: favorite memories is like going to el Trito as a child and you know a lot of people relate to the sizzling fajita plate kind of it's a visual occurrence you see it coming i used to order this tostada taco platter and if you're familiar with it they might have changed the recipe it's not as high but one of the earmarks of that was shredded lettuce Very finely shredded lettuce. And it had this monstrous tostada shell that was abnormally large on one side. So it actually looked like a little stadium, like a baseball stadium coming to you. I could see it from across the restaurant. When I ordered, I'd get giddy and it would hit my table. And what it was is they'd have this beautiful shredded chicken on top, a lot of moisture-sucking things, guac, sour cream, and it just landed on this bed of shredded lettuce. And what I loved about it is that every bite it was I wasn't getting run into like a romaine or a cabbage that like was a little too punchy but every little bit of stripped lettuce had just a nice like cotton candy amount of water moisture in my mouth. And I can't forget that and I can't imagine anything else working the same that that salad does. And now I go to like Miguel's Jr and they do a delicious shredded lettuce taco salad where You have the punchiness and spiciness of salsa you have sour cream guac all that stuff like that is something that can't be replaced and adds a visible amount of moisture now again no additional nutrients i'm not arguing that point but i don't want to bite into a bed of shredded kale or i don't want to bite into regular kale when i want variety in my salads i would hate the day where i can no longer have shredded lettuce
0: So let me talk about my first experiences with lettuce to compare. Because my first experiences with lettuce were just utter trash. And it was just like... I'm sorry about that. (laughs) It was like, you know, lettuce just got in the way and wasn't needed and just served no purpose. So one of the first experiences I had with lettuce was at this restaurant, you know, family-style restaurant by my house. And they served burgers. And the burgers just had... These massive leaves of lettuce stacked in, just like a single leaf of lettuce, but it was like big enough that they had to fold it over, and it just got in the way of everything, and it got really soggy, and it just felt like biting into wet tissue paper, if you will. (laughs) Which sounds awful. It sounds really awful, and it was really awful. It like just tore away and just added nothing, and it got to the point where our family would go all the time, and I would just take the lettuce... Out of the burger all the time i just did not like the the lettuce in that at all and it got to the point where i just never got burgers with lettuce again from that point because it was just such a turnoff for me
2: and i can resonate with that you know what i can resonate with that and maybe you could too but you might you might eli you might actually like this but i always remember carl's jr would put Kind of a ton of lettuce in their burger. It was like a comically large yeah, slice yeah. of lettuce. Yeah, and, and so I grew up eating Carl's, and I like Carl's, or at least I liked it a lot in high school because we would do these basketball Carl's Jr. fundraisers where we had to sell these coupon books, a.k.a. your parents bought all of them, Yo. and you would, eat, you would eat Carl's Jr. because you had all these coupons. Anyway, that was that was both Eli and I because we played in the same basketball program, but I do remember they would put lettuce on a fried chicken sandwich, which I really don't think is necessary now. And then on top of that, if you got a superstar, they would put, I don't know if it was the same as your burger joint Costa, but it, they would put an abnormally large amount of lettuce and I would take it out because it was easier to take it out. Even if I wanted lettuce, it's easier to take it out. Than to separate it because it was cut weird or like and then you're at the fast food restaurant with your friends leafing apart the lettuce that was in (laughs) your sandwich. Dude, I had a similar shit
1: too because like in seventh or eighth grade, I fancy myself like growing up poor. So like we would go every Friday, we would go to Carl's Jr. and I would get a spicy chicken sandwich and I'll get a famous star. I would eat the spicy chicken basically in two big bites and then i would work on the famous star but what i would eat how i would eat it what i would take the top bun off eat it by itself (laughs) i would take the onions (laughs) eat it by itself oh my in my head i wanted to make this last i was this fat kid and i just wanted to make this every every bite i wanted every and then one day my mom saw me (laughs) she's like what are you doing I'm like, I just want to make it last. She's like, we're not poor. Get another one. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that idea of taking it apart allowed me to have like the bread, which immediately makes your mouth dry. And then you have the meat, which like adds a little bit of juice, but now I'm satiated. I want a little bit more. And then the lettuce was just this like a moose bouche. It like was right there. It cleansed my mouth. It felt good. And then. I went into the onion. So just like that experience of thinking I had to make it last made me appreciate every ingredient individually. So I feel really awful that you had such an awful experience with lettuce (laughs) growing up. My shit was tight. I I remember sitting in the corner of that Carl's Jr. fucking every Friday as a seventh grader until my mom decided that we're a ballin' now and I can get two of them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I I would also imagine... I mean, we're a bit older than you, Costa, but... When we were growing up, craft burgers weren't a thing. Nah. Burgers were... You either got a burger from the Mexi Burger joint or a fast food joint. And is the the quality high? Can they prepare that wrong? Absolutely. I would remember tons of sandwiches being... They would put... Back to the Carl's Jr. chicken sandwich, which should never have lettuce. And I will stick to that. Is... They would prepare. They would put that lettuce is nice, dude. They, I am sorry. that's just so good. They would put the mayonnaise on the lettuce versus the bun, and it would just what, turn into this. What an
1: adventure, though! You don't know if it's gonna stick to the top of the bun or to the chicken itself. You also you roll the dice when you order it from Carl's because that's the lettuce could come wilted depending on how like how long that chicken sandwich is sat because you can either get a nice crispy leaf of lettuce or you could get like oh the chicken has like warmed the lettuce up and i get you you bite in a warm lettuce you're like ah, i still kind of fuck with it <laughs> anyway sorry <laughs> i cut you off but that sandwich is nice
2: because what my point is costa when you were growing up just because you had bad lettuce experiences could also be the fact that the place you were going just what didn't care about the end pro- what they thought of the end product was and they knew that lettuce should be on a burger and they gave you an equivalent of a wedge salad on your burger which makes no sense even for people who like lettuce yeah i think where the lettuce strength is is it being present to add a texture element and then it gets the fuck out of the way because if it doesn't that's where i have a problem with lettuce when there's enough lettuce for me to notice there's fucking lettuce and in and out bad but if it's there and I don't notice it, it's beautiful and there's a metaphor here somewhere and I don't know yeah, what I mean. it is but if it gets out the way I I, I I I notice when it's not there but it needs to be there almost to the point where it's barely there So one
0: thing to clarify I do eat. Like lettuce, and I have eaten liar, it.
2: <laughs> but
0: I don't like Truth it, comes and out, I bro. would rather not have it be there, and I would rather have it be something else. The times when I do eat lettuce, and when lettuce does make it into my thing, is when it could easily be something else, and I could mistake it for something else, or just pretend it's something else, and you know it would at be no different. So for me, one of those examples is the halal plate. So like, oh, please speak
1: on. I love it in the halal plate. It's a perfect, perfect compliment in the whole i play. Somehow I think you're going to tell me how it's not.
0: <laughs> so it mix, what you do is you mix it in, right? You mix the rice, the lettuce, the tomato, I mean, if you the do sauce, that, the You meat, don't have to do that. That's what I do because to me then it adds like somewhat of a textural contrast. But I can get that from something else.
1: What? What other thing?
0: If I put cabbage in. If Ugh. I put Ugh. cucumbers, if I put some, anything else Bruh, in.
1: cucumbers
2: in your halal plate? Look, I'm with you on all, uh. your, all your Greek stuff, but...
3: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> your Greek shit out of a halal
2: plate. I'm just saying, again, and maybe that's because I haven't had it, but there was no way I've ever sat in line <laughs> for halal guys and was like, you know what this is fucking missing? <laughs> cucumbers! <laughs> Yo, T fam, Southern California, hello guys. Where's the cucumber? Like no one has ever thought that outside of you.
1: I was like that's that complaint sure. box at the end of the fucking halal <laughs> counter with like sticky pad notebooks of where are the cucumbers? <laughs> you now sound no, like but my dad. I, 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 I love how your Greek accent was just your Lebanese dad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but what I'm trying to get across is that you know lettuce and that thing is totally replaceable. No, and it's
1: not. You didn't bring up a good point. <laughs> cabbage.
2: Well, I think that here's the, here's the thing.
1: <laughs> cabbage doesn't bring the moisture to the game. It doesn't bring like so in a halal plate where you have rice and beautiful meats and spice, you're going to bring cabbage to the game. Like, what is it doing? Well, what is lettuce doing? It's bringing moisture. It's bringing refreshing. So when you have the spiciest hot sauce you ever have and rice and carbs, you're washing it down. You don't even need water, bro. You got lettuce. Cabbage does the same thing. No, it doesn't. Have you had cabbage that wasn't cooked? It doesn't like refresh your mouth. I love, and I, you're making me speak ill will of cabbage. Dog, I love did, cabbage. What did it just cabbage do be to on you, a, Nothing. <laughs> it just shouldn't be on my halal plate. I love fucking Hershey's syrup. I'm not putting on my halal plate. It didn't hurt me at all. This is very, very irrelevant, Costa. Very but This irrelevant. is the point
0: I'm trying to get across is, sure, you like lettuce on certain things and all that, but lettuce is replaceable in almost every situation for something that won't hurt the planet as much or tastes better or has more flavor or just contributes something more than what lettuce does I right just, now. I
1: just don't think you could be hating on my, on my Arabic friends who started Halal Guys and because their recipe is perfect to their brand they picked lettuce because they don't obviously want cabbage in their shit they don't want anything else in there other than the lettuce to be there I i do think there's a real problem with
2: cabbage when you're replacing it with uncooked cabbage there are elements where uncooked cabbage makes sense but it is a different it is a different texture like for me if there's cabbage in halal guys, it would have to be a marinated cabbage mm-hmm. that so- that softens the texture, probably adds some flavor or something like that, and I could see that also disrupting the meal if that's a flavor that someone doesn't want in in. In their preparation of what they put on their menu.
1: And lettuce, to your point, Jeff, it stays out of the way in a halal dish. Like, it's there, but it's not, like, the most, it's not the biggest thing on the plate. You can ask for it not on. Like, it's there. It's a salad if you want. It's 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 a complement to the rest of the dish if you choose to use it as such. But I, cabbage doesn't work in that particular scale. And, again, I love cabbage. I just don't understand the halal guy's reference but maybe we can go on to the next point because i don't I, there's times where cabbage is great i don't even know anymore can we talk about the sandwiches i made oh god because i think it brings i have a point <laughs> Please, <though>. regarding them <laughs> yeah definitely okay so
2: i'm just gonna bite into one bite because into one I want, bite into want, one and i'll tell everyone what you you're biting talk, into yeah.
1: so um before the pod uh i was trying to figure i was just like searched like recipes like gross recipes for lettuce because i love lettuce so much that I wanted to, even in possibly the worst scenario possible, can it taste good? So this apparent like Great Depression-era sandwich of peanut butter, lettuce, and mayonnaise on white bread is apparently a thing amongst some people, and I wanted to try it. So I made a few right now. Jeff's biting into one. That's what you can kind of hear. I'm just curious. I've never had it, and I'm waiting to try it as well. Do Jeff we hasn't a, either. What, do we have some? a
0: barf bucket somewhere?
2: Wait, you got to try it because you eat it. You got to try it.
0: Okay, this is like a huge negative for me for two reasons.
2: Just try it first. Of course, it's a huge negative just, for you. The whole podcast it is about fucking it lettuce. Just try it first. We'll come back to you for commentary.
1: But okay. I want to hear Jeff.
2: We talked before the podcast. You were preparing this sandwich. You said, "Jeff, do you want a peanut butter?" mayo and lettuce sandwich and i said in my head fuck you (laughs) i didn't say that out loud because i did i knew we were doing a lettuce podcast today so it had a purpose if someone approached me with that premise outside of this podcast i'd be like hell no and why i was smiling so much while you were describing what we're eating the sandwich is tight oh like it's good like It's really, really, it's really good. And I thought the combination was going to be really weird. Why is it good? One, white bread is good. I just like white bread. Also, comparing it to lettuce, no nutritional value, but I just love white bread. The crisp of the lettuce is really important in this sandwich.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Mayonnaise is important for subtle flavor texture. And I also like peanut butter. Mm. And Mm. similarly with mayo, I think mayo, I never necessarily like it when it's the only flavor. Of course, that's psychopathic. Yeah, I just... Whatever, psychotic. But if it's layered with something else. So it absolutely needs the peanut butter. But for, for the people listening, I really had very low hopes Going into what I thought the sandwich would be. And I'm for sure going to eat a second half. It's just, it's, it's, it's actually like pretty good. Let me,
0: let me ask you this, Jeff, better or worse than a peanut butter sandwich,
1: a plain peanut butter sandwich. Reese just said better. He's off. He's off. Off my, I don't know if you guys can
2: hear me. Mm. The reason it's better is texture.
0: What if it was a crunchy peanut butter sandwich? That's not the same not
2: the same not the same and here's the thing. I don't I don't I don't immediately say Actually, I would I I think this is bet. This is a better than just a plain peanut butter sandwich I'm not saying this is my favorite sandwich But it's pretty surreal This is a perfect example of this is where lettuce can shine because it's a simple enough sandwich that gives you texture but to be honest, I
1: wouldn't have ever I wouldn't have ever thought that this would be good. And I think it was some genius back in the day that thought of this. Obviously, we didn't think of it, but I don't think this can be I haven't even tasted it yet, but it can't be recreated I can imagine with any other vegetable providing that level of nuance. And why it's when you have just peanut butter sandwich by itself, which I love, there's a point by bite 2 that it's a little difficult to eat. It's sticking to the top of your mouth. You're starting to question like, man, am I going to choke on this sandwich? (laughs) But like lettuce is in there like, hey, bud, I'm just going to help you along the way. I'm going to slide some things down your throat. I'm just here I'm just here to help. I'm just here to help. I'm not I'm not here to take over the show. Peanut butter's amazing. That wonder bread's fire. I'm just here. I'm just here. I'm gonna be your I'm gonna be your three guard. I'm gonna help move it across the court. I might shoot every now and then. But you score all the points. People are gonna remember that's the what peanut I mean. butter. I said
2: at the top of the podcast you view the lettuce as a role player. Yeah. And that's exactly like no better. Lettuce no. is not the Kobe Bryant of food. No. But it's you know it's that solid AC green.
1: Okay, yeah, it's the AC green of the game. I'm going to try one.
2: I'm going to
0: try one because you guys are making me so hungry. So I have taken a bite against, you know, my better judgment.
2: Okay, so what what ticks you off about the sandwich? So do you not like the texture? I think the texture is
0: fine. It's just like, you know, it adds like a little bit of crunch to the sandwich. I'm honestly going to be super biased because I hate mayonnaise.
2: Oh, well, that's gonna. That's, that's gonna just turn gonna
0: turn me off no matter what. I like peanut butter on its own. Like, if we had a peanut butter and lettuce sandwich on sure. its own without the mayo, I might be a little more inclined. But again, I would rather put in you know, something to the peanut butter, the compliments that helps me get rid of the thickness of the peanut butter, but also adds a little texture and flavor. And.
1: Lettuce just doesn't do that for me. Dude, I feel like an idiot for not having this my entire life.
2: Why wow. Why it's so crazy, though, is also because th- you could make a thousand of these sandwiches for $4. Mm-hmm. This is true. And that's what's cr- also crazy about it is there's enough flavor in here where if I ate a peanut butter, lettuce, and mayo sandwich for lunch... Am I beyond stoked about it? No, but am I satisfied and feel good about it? Yes, and that's what's amazing about that sandwich is for how cheap it is, how easy it is that you're still getting like layers of the structural, textual components that I think can actually lead to satisfaction. Versus, for example, every day when I eat a salad, I feel like I'm sacrificing. For future meals, every time I eat one, and that's <laughs> and that's with chicken with an awesome ginger dressing. Also, because in an hour and a half after I eat a salad, I'm ready to eat again. Yep. And so with this, there's a there's a bit more sustenance there, and that's that's interesting. This has
0: made a perfect sandwich for me. You like, know what? You know what I would do to this to change it to make it better. though? I would scrap the mayo one because I hate mayo, mm-hmm. and I would replace the lettuce with celery. No. Celery and
1: peanut butter is dude, a combo. Celery is stringy as fuck. I'm not trying to eat a dental floss sandwich. I don't know what is wrong with you, Costa. Man, lettuce and celery are not interchangeable. And again, I'm very offended that you're making me speak so ill will of so many vegetables that I like. Like, you cannot. Yeah, dude, celery in a stir fry, amazing. Ants on a log, incredible. <laughs> Like,
0: like so if ants on a log is great, why do you not like the idea of a celery and peanut butter sandwich?
2: It just because I
1: don't bread. eat bread. Now it's I don't bread. eat bread. Yeah, it's the bread. Celery accomplishes a a very nice crunch that lettuce does not. Right? Again, I'm not speaking ill will of celery. It does not need to be in my peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. Damn, I never thought I would say that. <laughs>
2: Did you? So you just googled this?
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? Some someone told me someone oh shout out to mark main uh my friend's father awesome dude was like make sure you talk about peanut butter mayo lettuce sandwiches and i was like damn mr main you are just as white as i thought you were (laughs) (laughs) but so i was like he's a really smart guy so i was like i'm gonna google it and like all the recipe websites had peanut butter mayo lettuce sandwiches. I can't believe there are freaking recipes for it. Like <laughs> go to the allrecipes.com recipe for it. It's like white bread, peanut butter, lettuce, mayonnaise. <laughs> don't deviate. And it's amazing. So yeah, it's part of culture. It tastes so good. I don't that's how that's how I thought of it. And I don't know. This is enough for me. I hope I feel like this sandwich save the you want to tell us like what, what izzy izzy our producer right now is is biting into it what do you think izzy because you also you come started, to, if you're going to say anything come yeah. to costa's mic yeah yeah, yeah yeah here. yeah tell me what you think and i hope i hope crumbs fall on Costa's shirt from izzy hanging over it
2: also for background before izzy jumps in i'm half white and eli's basically white so it also makes sense for us to like this this is true, this is true. <laughs> i'm half white and i hate it so <laughs> is what do you think about the sandwich it's not the worst thing I've ever had. I don't know if I'd have it again, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be same, way worse. Same. I definitely thought it was going to be awful, and it was it was pretty good. But so Costa, I know one of the major prongs is nutritional value. So, Eli put out a call out to his network where he got sent a couple of of studies. In a 2016 issue of the Journal of Food Composition and Analysis, this paper talked about the nutritional value, bioactive compounds, and health benefits of lettuce. I have a problem with this paper. I'm glad that you brought it up. Let's keep yeah, let's keep, it. Let's keep going. So their major points are low in calories, fat, and sodium, good source of fiber, and I'll put good source in quotes because... I'm not going to quote the entire paper, but good source of fiber, iron, folate, and vitamin C. Anti inflammatory, cholesterol lowering, anti diabetic activities related to these bioactive compounds. With the caveat, which essentially serves as an asterisk, crisp head lettuce, aka iceberg lettuce is comparatively low in minerals vitamins and bioactive compounds so what i gathered from my brief reading of this paper is that all lettuces outside of iceberg can be low in calories fat can be a good source of fiber iron folate vitamin c can be cholesterol lowering so my question to you costa not only from what this paper is potentially talking about which you glossed through or what you read and you have some problems with but if we're also looking at the world at large right and we think about the consequences of eradicating lettuce of this planet are we also eliminating something that is slightly positive towards people's health at such a large volume that people won't replace it because they don't know how to replace it and therefore you're you're throwing people toward fattier more sodium less nutritious foods than even lettuce itself so if we take it away as a neutral position that well i think a lot of people might be forced into eating a lot worse and again i i'll bring up my personal situation i don't love lettuce i don't I don't like eating it three or four times a week, but I also don't have a go-to replacement without researching it. And could I do that? Totally. And probably should I do that? Maybe. Will I do that? No. So I can't imagine, especially for people outside of my class, outside of my privilege, outside of the knowledge that I have, Is going to replace lettuce easier, either.
0: Yeah. So, my point on that is we don't eat enough. Anyone at a global scale eats enough to get the nutritional benefits talked about in the paper. One, because a cup of lettuce or even just like, you know, X amount of grams of lettuce is a lot more than you think, considering how light it is as a vegetable. Okay. Secondly, is that there's so much water inside of it that it's going to dilute your nutrient content as well.
2: And so that's not just saying, Hey, there's less nutrients in it. Cause my parents talked to me, uh, they saw a nutritionist while I was in college, that nutritionist told them, do not drink water during your meal, mainly because it, uh, flushes away the nutrients while, while you're uh, digesting. I don't know whether that's true or not. And that's probably a bigger topic to discuss, but is that what you're alluding to when you say like it's 95% water? Are you talking about it just being, there's not that much nutrients in it or the fact that that much water will also push those nutrients out?
0: No, I'm not talking about the pushing nutrients out. I'm, I kind of am confused by that, but I'm talking about how it just dilutes it in the vegetable itself.
1: Okay. Well, you're saying I think I think your your sentiment towards it, Costa, is that there weren't that many nutrients to begin with. Yeah. So like if you're going into lettuce thinking it's this nutrient dense thing, you're looking at it wrong and you're going to be disappointed because you aren't getting that nutrients. It's not bad that it has 95 percent water. You're still consuming and hydrating yourself. Is that fair? That's fair. OK, like so like so I think that might be like the root of it. So but if you go into eating lettuce with thinking like, yo, you know what? There is I no got some vitamin C but for like, today because yes. mm-hmm. that's what this paper but like. I want to eat my water. This like. paper
2: lists fiber, iron, folate, and vitamin C, and while I'm not going to disagree because I have no I have no standing to disagree, the vitamin C part kind of really threw me off, mm-hmm. and maybe it is, but. Yeah, to your point,
1: it could be totally
0: off base. And this is why I have a huge problem with the paper, is that it's just comparing other types of lettuce to other types of lettuce. If you want this paper to have some legs, honestly, compare it to six other vegetables, seven other vegetables, and show that lettuce actually has comparative nutrient compositions to other stuff. Because it was saying, like, you need 400 milligrams of folate a day. This is going to provide you with, like, a microgram per gram of lettuce, which is, you know, very tiny amount, but yet it's saying lettuce has folic acid. You need to compare it to other vegetables like spinach, which is known to be rich in folic acid, and then tell me, hey, lettuce is actually comparative to this. If you did that, then I would give this paper a harder look, but just by comparing it to just itself, it doesn't make the argument
2: that it thinks it's making. So let's get into the social argument then, because, again, I I don't think people would know how to replace lettuce. And I think most people go towards salads as being better for them than the alternative of whatever they would eat. Right. That for whatever that meal is But that I think day.
0: there are so many vegetables that we do eat on a regular basis. And... Lettuce is kind of like the carbon cutter standard here in the United States, but I can't think of many other countries where that is the case. Can you like you name another country where lettuce is the chief architect part of a vegetarian diet?
2: I can't because it's definitely not in Asian countries, that's for sure. Definitely
0: not. And in South America, definitely not. You have a whole bunch of other things. And even in like you know, in Europe I can't think of it either there's a whole bunch of other stuff that they eat like if i think france the first vegetable that comes to mind is the green bean
1: why in one of the other educational pieces of literature that was sent our way when people heard we were going to talk about lettuce for an hour uh, was <laughs> which, <laughs> by the way, we've done a pretty push. good job. Yeah, I've had fun. I, at, yeah. at minute thirty. I was like, "Is this really gonna go that long?" But and then Costa's ignorance really <laughs> comes like to the hour. I think. Well, legit question though, because one of the other studies they sent was about cultivation of crops in space, and they list lettuce pretty high. And so the idea of like looking to the future and what other crops to create and what other crops to support both in space and on planet earth like why do we keep supporting lettuce if it's so such such like a guzzling vegetable to our resources like why is it is historically are we just like historically ignorant is it one of those things i think
0: it's just because it's become so ubiquitous that it's kind of like a well it's here let's just use it and run with it let's not think of something better that's the convenient option
1: but I mean, like, you're not going to put spinach in my club sandwich. You're not going to put, like, in the country where these staples are already here, like, it, I'm trying to look at it from as much of a open mind as possible of replacing lettuce in the sandwiches that I'm that interested in. Um, sorry, that was so awesome. <laughs> so I was taking a lunch order through the window. Um I just can't see I can't see it being replaced. Now I feel like a broken record.
0: Yeah, I mean you've been saying the same thing about club sandwiches since minute 1.
2: Okay, like, so here's here's the thing. I don't think club sandwiches are going to exist past our generation. That's so sad. I mean And but it's yeah. not going to be sad because you will experience it for the rest of your life. But I don't think someone being born today is going to look at a club sandwich In the food environment that we have now, which is try a million things from a million cultures, try a million things that people are just trying out for the first time, right? There's this, we've talked about this in previous podcasts. We don't really have go-to restaurants in the same way. Our parents had go-to restaurants. The reason why you probably ate that burger Costa once a week, things people are experiencing food a lot differently mm-hmm. and as much as the club sandwich i think is fine i don't know man i just i don't know i don't i don't know if iceberg lettuce saddle salads and club sandwiches will be a thing in 50 years i don't know and obviously we won't we can't tell and won't know but to me there's just so many more flavorful options than those things that if i had a choice comparable price point I'm, I'm I'm veering off. And to
0: go to your point, you eat salads six or seven times a week because it's the healthy, convenient option. And the thing that the industry is trying to do today is make a million other healthy, convenient options where you don't have to rely on this salad that everyone considers to just be dreadful. It's literally like the talking point of almost every single commercial out there. You see the guy on his lunch break looking all sad eating his salad and then all of a sudden <laughs> Which someone else is totally else, me <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden Ed enters in you know commercial hero with this new product that is, is supposed to get me the same kind of health and benefits but tastes good it's satiating is filling as all these other things
2: We we mentioned impossible a lot on the program and probably a bit too much but in general if I'm picking and I don't know my theoretical burger is the same nutritional count as the theo- theoretical impossible burger versus theoretical salad. But if it's comparable, I'm going burger. Like, it, you know, and that's what's really interesting about maybe the state of lettuce to your point, Costa is like I said, I sit in the middle. <laughs> I'm good with it. I'm for the most part good without it. But if I have all these alternatives where I'm still able to save for my weekend meal because I ate something that was better for me, that didn't exist 10 years ago, that will probably change lettuce demand. Mm -hmm. And
0: let's, you know, I would be cautious against calling the Impossible Burger healthy because even they don't do that. Sure, sure. But like, you know, there are so many options that provide fiber and nutrients and all these other things at a high level that the salad would as well, while being more filling and satiating. Like, we're in an age where people are eating savory oatmeals for lunch. Like, who was doing that 10, 15 years ago? Nobody, everyone was dipping in brown sugar and fruits and nuts and things like that. Now we have savory oatmeals. You know, it's just like these trends are changing where people can have these healthy forward options, but also have filling
1: meals. Well, I appreciate the discussion, Costa. because. It reminded me of that time where you remember that article that got that went viral on Philly Mag, is quote unquote how millennials killed mayonnaise, and what was problematic about her piece to me was that it had all these like racial undertones that mm-hmm. like mayo essentially like is being killed by quote unquote millennials, but really it was people expanding their uh Palette. Their, their palate footprint and just understanding that like. Like almost painting Sriracha in a negative light Because it's not mayo And that we're Because sriracha tastes good Suddenly mayo takes a hit
0: I remember that article So
1: Why I appreciate your article Being on the other end of the coin Even though you're asking To eradicate an entire vegetable (laughs) Is that you didn't bring Any of those tones in It was more just like About the nutrition of it And that's why And and like the global footprint of, Mm -hmm. of, Of how it's produced So I applaud you For that For that point But is it problematic to just like as because i love the conversation of as we expand and maybe in 20 years people don't have a club sandwich because they don't give a fuck about iceberg lettuce like because there's for some reason there they think spinach has the same bite that iceberg does in their sandwich or in whatever they're eating but is it just as problematic to just eradicate something because it doesn't fit right now
0: well maybe the problematic thing is eradicating it but what's not problematic is me calling for that. Because maybe in my calling for this elimination of lettuce and bringing up all these points, people are going to think about all these things and be like, hey, maybe I try something else instead of lettuce for my salad, my burger, for whatever else. They go in and they have these different culinary experiences and are maybe even open to trying more diverse states. And if I can get people to do that with my piece, I consider that a win, even if they go back and eat lettuce for the very next meal.
2: Which is like pita right mm. is which is take a statement make it loud knowing we could everyone in this room there will not be the eradication of lettuce under any circumstance unless this planet goes to the shitter so as much as you're calling for it is it realistically going to happen no and pro- probably never but to your point it could potentially shift some habits or two because at the very least, and obviously I'm part of this podcast, but I will start thinking about it differently because the three point argument that you have Costa in short form, it's a tough argument to beat When you, when you talk about the planet and when you talk about the nutritional value texture, I think is going to be something, that sticks with certain people depending on if you like it or not. But those two bullet points to me takes a lot of resources, you know. Uh, that's
1: That hits home for me, you know. Uh, it still it- hasn't resonated that it's at such an immense... Like, me being on this planet is taking up resources. So, like, until there's a gravity of how... Like, if me eating lettuce is is contributing to the ozone layer, debilitating, I want to know how that is affecting the planet compared to some of my compared to beef compared to other things so i can have a more wholesome perspective on the whole thing before i can even believe that those two points really should affect my way of thinking in terms of iceberg lettuce so i don't disagree because the facts are there that they take up more of the earth's resources than say tomatoes or even pigs for that matter but if you told me I can't have bacon anymore for the rest of my life, or I can't have lettuce, I'm like opting for lettuce, but also I don't need to make these like grand gestures one way or another because I don't yet know how everything affects the planet just yet at different, at at varying levels. I think that's an interesting, the infographic someone should make. Yeah. Um, But so that's kind of where I sit. Like, I appreciate those two points, but until you tell me that I'm like literally destroying the ozone for eating lettuce, that point doesn't I don't doesn't tickle my pickle at all. Pickles are fantastic. Pickles are fantastic. Shout out to pickles.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think you know there's a lot of research to come, especially like everyone's looking for what's sustainable, what's not sustainable, and there's this racing time clock in everyone's head that like by 2050 we're going to be at a point where we literally cannot produce food on a global scale enough to feed the planet anymore and to a lot of people especially in the world of food science that's really scary and so a lot of us are looking at how we can potentially resolve that and there you know there are things like golden rice that people got pissed at and that obviously aren't going to be the direction what's golden rice it's like a gmo thing that was created to give people a better nutritional source of different things Mm -hmm. um but It's like not in within this conversation, but, you know, scientists are always coming up with new solutions to try to feed the planet better, but we also need to talk about it. What is currently being, what are we currently eating that is also dangerous and sucking resources from the planet at a rate which we could, you know, just make it better?
1: Yeah. Well... Costa, appreciate you coming on and being the part of this podcast that people fast-forward through. Um, <laughs> this is a, another great week of the catch-up. <laughs> that really was a lot of fun. I'm, really, I'm pretty stoked on us for getting um, almost an hour and a half of content around lettuce. That's what's up. We didn't even get into our other story, but fuck it. We'll save that for next week. We'd love to hear from you about lettuce. So <laughs> uh,
2: please follow us uh, on Instagram. I'm at Jeffrey Cutnick. that's with the G. Jeffrey Cutnick, K-U-T-N-I-C-K.
1: Eli Costa, handles? I'm at Book of Eli. Jeff, you're also on Twitter. That's where you're the most active, right? So tweet Also at Jeff. on
2: Twitter as well. Tweet at me about what you think about lettuce because I'm curious. Yep.
0: Yeah, I don't go on Twitter like ever, but hit me up on Instagram at outhereflourishing. <laughs> um, and just DM me and tell me why I'm wrong, and I'd love to get into some debates with you.
1: Okay. Well, that was a great one.
0: We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Later. On six butt.